Welcome to the PSD Cast with your host, Jason Lumberg at Power Systems Design. The move to autonomous vehicles has given a number of technologies the chance to shine, including, as it turns out, old standbys like radar. Um, most of us, I think, are familiar with the radar, but autonomous vehicles function by accurately sensing and mapping the surroundings, so radar is a perfect fit. And, and while it's mainly used today for blind spot detection. Radar is innovating with methods typically found in military tracking systems and avionics navigation. And on today's show, we've got Zach Harris, an automotive engineer at Analog Devices, and he's here to talk about some of the newer, more novel applications of radar. So Zach, welcome to the show. And could you describe the functionality of, of radar in today's automobiles? Yes, and uh, thanks, Jason, for having me. Uh, so. Today, in a traditional vehicle, you're going to have level two functionality. Um, you were mentioning blind spot detection. You might have um, some active cruise control, automated emergency braking. Um, these functionalities are driven by uh, traditional automotive radars that have data coming off of a, a CAN or a CAN FD connection, which traditionally is object lists, very, very blobby data um, that gives you the range, angle, and uh, speed of, of objects in the field of view of the radar. Uh, those radars look out maybe one to two football fields, um, and they can see objects, let's say, as small as a car. Um, and in a closer field of view, they might be able to see a bike or a pedestrian, but um, they are not very good for, let's call it, imaging uh, applications today. Right, right. And not to get too off topic, and I'm wondering if, if you already answered this just now, actually, but what's been some of the big, biggest technical challenges with the switch to fully autonomous vehicles? So the, the biggest technical challenge in terms of radar is actually um, there are two pieces to this. There are the commercial side of things where um, if you want to switch to fully autonomous vehicles, you're going to need to have a vehicle that is either owned and operated in a fleet formation by someone who has a lot of money to run large fleets, or you're going to have to have very, very expensive vehicles um, that, that we as, as consumers own ourselves. Um, the reason that they would be expensive is because the sensors needed to perceive with the level of accuracy for autonomous driving require very high resolution in all dimensions. Um, so for, for radar, uh, the biggest uh, technical challenge is improving angular resolution. Um, range resolution, so how fine of an object you can see in terms of distance from the radar itself, that's determined by the bandwidth of the, of the, of the radar sweep. So uh, the FCC has approved the, the band from 76 to 81 gigahertz and that will give you about three centimeters of resolution in the depth. So you can see objects, uh, you can discern objects down to three centimeters. Um, however, the angle resolution, which is then fr looking from left to right, um, which is relevant to know if a vehicle is in your lane, um, if a vehicle is in the lane next to you, if the pedestrian is in the, your line of travel, um, that has not yet been solved today because it's driven by the aperture of the antenna, um, and the antenna is defined by the gigahertz that you operate in. Uh, traditionally, today, what you're going to have on most vehicles are uh, single-chip radars with three transmitters and four receivers. If you want to improve the resolution from left to right, you need to increase the number of chips on that radar. 
um, some of the imaging radar stare having more like 12 transmitters and 16 receivers. But you can imagine those get pretty big in size. So your current radar today might be the size of an iPhone 6, um, but an imaging radar will be the size of a, you know, a small novel. It'll be a little thicker and a little bigger in all dimensions. So mm -hmm. the challenge there is where do you integrate that into the vehicle? Right, right. Now, there, there's been two uh, newer applications of radar that have been cropping up uh, lately, especially in relation to uh, autonomous vehicles. And there's imaging radar and cooperative radar. What are they exactly, and how do they solve, uh, help solve some of those issues that we've been discussing? So, uh, exactly. So the imaging radar is creating a radar that has resolution fine enough that it can be used to create an image of the environment. Um, today, the radars that we were talking about earlier, they can, like I was mentioning, maybe see uh, a pedestrian or a bicycle close to the vehicle and a small vehicle or truck 100 or 200 uh, meters or yards away. Um, but if you have the building block of the radar, let's call it, is the size of a car, then you can't discern something in, in, in the bounds of that building block. So imaging radar is cascading these imaging, uh, excuse me, cascading these chips, uh, creating a much smaller um, bin in which you uh, can perceive an object. And you do that by improving the range resolution, the angle resolution in both the left to right and in the horizontal. Now what that means is that you can now perceive an object the size of a baseball or a, you know, or a, or a child um, at a much further distance. And that's important because you're going to want to bring those technologies um, together with LIDAR and camera so that way you have sort of fail -safe, uh, a fail-safe approach to autonomous uh, driving. The, the other, the, so that's all about, so imaging radar is all about in, increasing the antenna aperture to improve the resolution. Cooperative radar is a novel approach um, whereby you use two radars that are located separately from each other on a vehicle and you basically use the antenna from one radar to receive the signal uh, from from the other radar. Uh, what this does is it increases your antenna aperture, theoretically, the distance of the vehicle, but uh, in practice, this is much, much smaller. But you do see um, a uh, resolution improvement of at least 2x um, with the same size radar aperture on each individual radar. Mm -hmm. Now, it, it seems like we're just scratching the surface with radar and autonomous vehicles within the IoT. So what do you think some additional functionality uh, for radar technologies might be within the Internet of Things? So when it comes to Internet of Things, um, today most of the applications in automotive are related to vehicle-to-vehicle you know, -vehicle communication or vehicle-to-infrastructure to uh, communication. And right now, radar operates um, at, at, at millimeter wave uh, frequencies, and there is, no, um, there is no communication channel yet at the frequencies that, that are being used today. Uh, very far down the road, uh, there may be an uh, opportunity 
in uh, uh, digital modulation and radar, and that would then open the uh, communication channel um, within the same um, band of, uh, of interest. Now what that would mean is that you would have uh, much, potentially much less interference, uh, radar to radar interference. Um, it would open up a whole new realm of opportunities for radar, but that, that is lined with its own challenges, um, digitally modulated radar. Uh, but in the future, I'd say if there were a play of intertwining IoT and uh, radar, it'd probably be in the, in the digital modulation um, uh, radar technologies. Right. Now, Zach, before I let you go, and, and given a, what you're allowed to talk about, what sort of radar projects have you worked on at, uh, at ADI? Yeah, no, that's, um, thanks, thanks for the opportunity to bring that up. It's, um, I work on the, uh, the radar transceiver um, with analog devices, and we are uh, bringing to market um, a, a transceiver which is, uh, which is the, being perceived in the industry as very high performance. Um, we have built hooks into this transceiver uh, that allow customers to um, access new levels of functionality um, than they would normally be able to achieve with a traditional radar transceiver. Um, this product uh, will be used uh, in cascaded uh, applications, so it will be used in, in imaging radar type applications. Uh, that's where the technology will shine. Um, and um, we are very excited to, to bring this product to market um, in, in a short time frame. Very cool. Well, I, I appreciate your time, Zach. Uh, again, on behalf of PSD, I want to thank you for your time. And to our audience, thanks for tuning in.